two has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to a very special episode of Player Two Has Entered the Podcast. That show about video games, a little bit of pop culture, and two friends catching up for the week. I am your co-host, Michael, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. We're at episode 100. Our centennial. <laughs> we are now complete. So we're done, right? Like this is the last episode. Yes, this is it. So enjoy it. Yeah, it's also it's also the last day of our friend. It's coincidentally the hundredth day of our friendship. So we're done yeah. with that too. Mm-hmm. No, God, it's like our <laughs> what is? It's like our uh, thousandth day of friendship. Yeah, I, I don't like. even know, man. It's, I know. Yeah, time just fucking runs together. It's ridiculous. It really does. It really does. It's probably more than a thousand for for sure, but. Okay, so we got a lot of stuff going on this week. Now, in honor of our 100th episode, I wanted to do something special, but also time escapes me lately. There's been a lot, man, other than like the very public things that have been happening in the last week that I know that you know and I know and we could discuss them, but damn it, I'm just so tired. Yeah. Uh, But my heart goes out. Gun control, please. And then I'll, you know. But I got a lot of personal stuff going on, too. And I know you do as well. There's family drama, people who are sick. There's people who are changing things in their lives. And we're both kind of dealing with that in the background. But I got to say, once again, I think I've said it before, this show is a ground for me. Yeah. Checking in with you every week. I love you so much. Like Checking in with you you every week. (laughs) It's, It's just been great. Talking about, you know, the things that we love and that we're passionate about. I think that in tough times that can be valuable to some people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to blow us up to be more important than we are, but I do feel the value in this. And I hope that Mm -hmm. you listeners out there feel it as well and continue to join us every week as we go through it. Speaking of going through it, let's catch up for the week. All right, all right. We got some media related stuff. You saw something recently. Yeah, so I saw the other multiverse movie that came out last month or the month before, Everything Everywhere All at Once, starring Michelle Yeoh and, oh, what is that uh, other Asian actor's name? The the really old, he's like 90 years old now. He's in everything. Oh, I don't know. I can't think of his name. Was he the goose in Kung Fu Panda? Yes. I know that guy. You're right. Yes. He is in everything. What is yes. his name? Uh, something Park, I feel, but... Did he play Lo Pan in Big Trouble in Little China? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Uh, you might be thinking of someone else, but let okay. me... Yeah, let me get... Let me just pull up the cast list. I bet but... he was in Big Trouble, though. Like, he's literally in everything. You're so... You're James so right. Hong. James, James Hong. James Hong, okay. Yeah, he's like a fucking legend. He really is. Yeah, I went and saw this movie, and I had heard nothing but good things about it. Mm-hmm. Yo, me too. Yeah, I was expecting to be, like, blown away. Like, oh, I'm gonna like this more than Doctor Strange. Didn't like it more than Doctor Strange. I feel like the praise that it's getting is from its creativity. It's right. super creative. It does things in that movie where I'm like, but I'm busting a gut at how creative it is, how funny it is. And mm. just the plot of the film is just ridiculous, off the wall. Nothing really makes any sense, but you're still there for it. Mm. The only issue that I had with the film was that some of the like deeper, like conversational moments went on way too long Mm. like they dragged and i'm not one to fall asleep in a movie but i was starting to fall asleep interesting so i had pacing issues yeah very much so i was like damn y'all talking for like 10 minutes can somebody punch somebody please (laughs) (laughs) well i gotta say the way you're describing the movie hasn't really dampened my excitement for it i think it just depends on what you come to cinema for And a lot of people I've heard that I really respect their opinions have been saying great things about it, too. Pacing issues aside, because I I feel like even the Batman had pacing issues. Yeah. The creativity and doing different stuff than what we see that's formulaic. And that works for the most part, which is why Doctor Strange, you know, is probably so good. Still haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. But I I do like that because I feel like those are the experiences that kind of stick with you. I mean, has it been living in your head rent-free ever since, or have you kind of forgotten about it? No, pretty much rent-free. There's so many unique things in that movie that I've, like, never seen before. And uh, non-spoilery, but the thing that the antagonist is trying to accomplish and what they're using to accomplish said goal is just Mm -hmm. fucking hilarious, man. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) I was in the theater cracking the fuck up, man. It's 
just very, extremely unique. Like that's that's the one word I would use to describe this movie. It's unique, and I think you should see it if you haven't already. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely am looking forward to checking it out. Speaking of things I'm looking forward to check out, as of the day of the recording, and we're recording a little earlier in the day. Stranger Things season four part one dropped. We're gonna be watching some of that tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I told you that Kristen and I were rewatching the previous seasons. Mm-hmm. And I mean, season one is definitely the strongest. Season two is good, but you know, just slightly not as good. And again, I think you you're gonna get diminishing returns when you're in the same universe. But I mean, the bar is so high for one that season two is still excellent. Season three, I have major issues with how they did some of the characters, especially Hopper. Hated Mm -hmm. what they did to Hopper, but still enjoyed it overall. And I'm really looking forward to see what they do next. So I'm I'm super excited. Them kids old as hell. (laughs) (laughs) They sure are. Oh my god. Uh, We got some listener feedback a couple episodes ago. We talked about a listener question where we were discussing like our fast food go tos. And Big Nakruma, our patron, Jordan, he actually reached out and said Popeyes. Popeyes. Popeyes all day. Okay. Not all a specific right, right. menu item. The the whole of Popeyes. The whole Give it to of me. Popeyes. I need it. I can't argue. As far as chicken joints, it's up there. Although, and I think this is local to us, but I also see it being a bit of a chain. So maybe it's in the surrounding areas too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jordan's fish and chicken, yeah. I think, is better. <laughs> The salt that they sprinkle on their fries and their chicken is made of pure addiction. Pure addiction. I don't I don't have any other way to describe it, to be honest. Amazing. So if you're in Indy, which he did confirm for us is the Midwest mm-hmm. <laughs> or the surrounding areas, and you happen to be near a Jordan's fish and chicken, you owe it to yourself. Although I was at like a, a get together recently. My buddy likes to throw like stuff in his backyard because he's really like he's got a trampoline back there and all kinds of crazy stuff. I was so like, always... what, just throw random shit in his backyard? <laughs> Bro, he's really working on it. He's got plans. <laughs> but uh, somebody ordered, I guess, Jordans. But I think it was one like one of the knockoff Jordans where like they buy a Jordan's fish and chicken and change Ugh. the name. <laughs> and they didn't sprinkle any of that stuff on there so it was just the regular chicken which was okay but it was a little greasy and kind of overcooked and i'm like i got excited because it looked like jordan's right but it didn't know it no taste like jordan's that really sucks. so media on my side though i was watching i watch a lot of red letter media i mean i feel like anybody in the youtube space that also likes to watch movie reviews probably has them in the rolodex of critics uh but they were doing their kind of first half of 2022 roundup and they mentioned this show that's on epics called from have you heard of it i have not a lot of the writers i don't know which ones from lost apparently wrote on this show and the premise is is there's this town that if you happen to drive into it and you try to drive out you loop back around and drive back into it again and you're stuck Oh, hell and no. then when the night falls, these Nosferatu like creatures, like they look like regular people, but just kind of dead and creepy. I'm not even dead, just pale. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have uncanny smiles. They look a little bit like their faces look like Attack on Titan to me a little bit. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, they're strong enough to like rip your face off immediately. Ouch. And they walk. They don't run because they don't need to because they can go anywhere they want at night. And you have to like yeah. try to hide from them to survive. And the story picks up when this family gets stuck there and they figured out that these talismans would keep them out of the houses at night, but you can't open the doors and let them in or open the windows. And then you immediately see one of the townspeople, like a little girl opening the window because she thought it was her grandmother. Oh, and man. you see the aftermath and they do not play with the violence. Like they didn't show her getting killed, mm-hmm. but they showed her and her mother like what the next morning just hollowed out like a fucking canoe dude i was like oh my god that is insane so the stakes are really high in the very beginning but the thing that really frustrated uh, me about the show and caused me to kind of hate watch it till the end of the season was the characters made no sense and the thing is mike from red letter said that he really enjoyed the rich interesting characters in the show but he had no commentary about how they did not act like human beings at all. Like somebody would try to figure out a way out of the town and somebody would go, that won't work. Or how do you know that will work? And like, they're trying to carve out a life there <laughs> and they're acting like things are normal. And some of them are l- lamenting the end of the community if they do eventually get out. And I'm like, guys, there's no joy here. 
Yeah. There's just survival. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the family that just got there, they have two kids and they get a house and it was the house that the uh, other family got torn up in. So they got moved down. They got moved in. <laughs> they have their son like sleeping upstairs and they're downstairs and they're like talking. And I'm like, why are you not in the room with him at all times? Right. I wouldn't let my kids out of my sight in that situation. Are you kidding me? I mean, just a lot of little decisions like that I thought was really weird. And then it ended, of course, with more questions than there are answers. So I had to get like a trial subscription of Epics through Amazon for seven days and I have to cancel it pretty soon. But a perk, Sonic 2 is on Epics. Yeah. So we're going to watch that for our uh, movie of the week. I'm excited for you to see that. Yeah. It's so it's so good. <laughs> and then I will I will cancel Epic so hard it hurts. I hope Eesh. that a, a larger streaming service like Netflix buys the show and then fixes it and they hire better writers cuz I really love the premise. It's wild and I'm invested in the mystery of this town and I don't want to give too much more away about like all of its mechanics and everything, but if yeah. that sort of thing interests you and you don't mind so much that characters are doing wildly different things than what you think they should do or that you would do in that situation, then it might be worth checking out. Okay, okay. Cool. One thing that's not worth checking out, I think you saw a little bit of it too, the Pentaveret on yeah. Netflix. Mike Myers' new show. Yeah, and, and I should have known. Because of the love guru? Well, just, no, not even that. Just because Mike Myers. Like, it's been so long. I liked Wayne's World. I liked Austin Powers, even though the third one I felt like was jumping the shark a bit. I liked So I Married an Axe Murderer. That's a great movie. And this is like a weird in-joke from that movie. Like it was mentioned once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And ever since The Love Guru, because we we tried to watch that. I don't think we even got all the way through it years and years and years. And this is a while back. Yeah. I could just, you could see the comedic turn. I mean, it happens to a lot of older comedic actors. I would argue that Adam Sandler... Maybe he was never funny. Maybe it was just like the right time for that type of comedy. But Uh he's definitely a lot lazier now with the stuff that he does. And Mike Myers just makes corny jokes and mugs at the camera. And and it's bad. There's a lot of funny people in the show like Keegan-Michael Key. But he's not funny in it either. Yeah, no, he's not. And yeah, it's just, it's. eh. I watched the first episode. I was like, no, I'm cool. I don't need it. It's not even like that recent uh, Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. Hubie Halloween. Yes, yeah, that movie is that's so dumb. It's actually hilarious. kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, it was it was funny. Obviously, it's not good. It's not a great comedy by any means. Oh, but no, it is. I don't care what you say. Hey, if you like it, I'm not going <laughs> to knock you. For us, we were pleasantly surprised that it wasn't total garbage. And it's kind of like a background movie in Halloween now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, it's no earnest scared stupid. Let's let's right. not mince oh, words. I love that but... movie. um but yeah if you're thinking about watching the pentaveret maybe save what little precious life you have do something (laughs) else with it just saying yeah one thing that's wasting precious life for me i know that you use adblock i don't and we both watch a ton of youtube Mm -hmm. Uh, i've been getting the stupidest youtube ads lately it's like i gotten this dumb person who buys anything you pitch at them algorithm and so every (laughs) youtube ad is Scientists have been studying for years a, a way to uh, stop the planned obsolescence of your cell phone, and eighty percent of people <laughs> don't know about this trick. But but the court, the cell phone mega conglomerates, what they don't want you to know, a high school kid w- w- designed a new air conditioning unit because his class was hot and and the AC was broken, <laughs> and the the large uh, heating and cooling industry doesn't want you to know. And they they <laughs> fired him from his school, but he got with other scientists who were the good scientists that perfected the design. All the ads are like that. They're all like yeah. weird. The things that they don't want you to know. <laughs> Darman style hyperbolic videos with fake statistics and stock footage thrown in. And I'm like, for a while, it was in the weird Manosphere ad where it's like, do you want more girls? Buy this soap. <laughs> do you want more girls? Buy this food. Do you, you have guys? Drink our Buy stupid this. crap. You'll get more girls. Like it was. I, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. That's hilarious. That's why you pay for YouTube Premium. You just do it. <sighs> you just do it. Seventeen ninety nine. You just do it. No, I have too many subscriptions. Fuck that noise. Yeah, saves you a lot of time though. Well, I'm gonna roll my eyes and skip the ad five seconds in. I love the self aware ads that are like. Before you skip this ad, or right. <laughs> you probably want to skip this ad, but if you stick, click, 
Mm -hmm. that's my uh that's my favorite thing to skip is when they're like but if you Mm -mm. no Mm -mm. i'm good you're not getting me not getting me although occasionally they do because i keep seeing an ad for a sound bar that you strap on your body have you seen that (laughs) no because i have youtube premium (laughs) (laughs) there's this like sound thing that you can strap on your body like that basically you wear the subwoofer and you can hear the sound like through the vibrations or whatever and like they show you know man on the street and they're like whoa when they're wearing it and i'm like does that work is that interesting would that enhance my elden ring experience would it help me lose weight (laughs) (laughs) any vibrations through my body Oh, God, speaking of losing weight, I was all excited about my cycle last week. We're going to get to video games, I swear to God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was all exci- excited about my death cycle last week. And then when the episode actually came out, like on Sunday, my tendon that connects my heel and my calf on my right foot, I guess it's called your Achilles tendon. It started to ache mm-hmm. a little bit. It started to ache more and more as I was biking. And I thought I was biking correctly. I looked it up. This often happens to cyclists. If you press your toes two down forward and stretch the tendon, or if you press your heel two down forward or or backward and Mm -hmm. you bunch the tendon, either of those can cause tendonitis. Damn. And I must have been doing that somehow, even though I thought I was biking correctly. Or maybe it's just because I went so hard my first week. I mean, I'm almost 40 years old. My body is shit. It takes me like six months to heal a cut. So, um, I've just, I've just had a shitty ankle all week and I couldn't bike and I'm so upset. Man, that shit took you out. (laughs) Took me out, man. For all you people out there that are considering the death cycle, I endorse it for sure. But maybe don't go bananas. Maybe just do like Mm. one day, an hour and just kick it up from there. Cause I, I, I made a mistake. (laughs) Big, big mistake. Huge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sad. All right, let's talk about happier stuff. Video games. Woo, baby. Video games. We like it. Did you play any this week? I did not. What? I did not play any games this week. What are you doing with your life? Man, there's just a lot of stuff going on, man, so I'm just... I'm just trying to get back to it. This might be a first. Yeah, plus there's like nothing that is interesting me right now. Like... You didn't go back to try Uden Chronicle Rising? Well, my Game Pass uh, expired, and I was like, I don't want to pay for this again. What about Slay the Spire? Oh, yeah, no, I didn't play that either. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm okay. fucking up. What about Kirby like the, the I, But I swear, I swear, when Xenoblade Chronicles 3 comes out, uh, <laughs> you guys won't hear the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I anticipate that'll be the case. Oh, God. All right, well, uh, I played a few myself. I'm still playing Elden Ring, and this actually ties into a story we're going to talk later uh, during our listener question segment, but something happened during Elden Ring that very much pissed me off, but I'll save it for then. I played Kirby and the Crystal Shards myself. I agree with you, it's kind of easy, although Ben tried it, and he definitely struggled, so it's not the easiest thing ever, because he was still... (laughs) He just keeps running head first into enemies and the stars they leave behind, and you get damaged by both of those things. Mm-hmm. He he can't seem to just tap to change his direction. He has to just run full ass forward towards whatever which way he's trying to attack, and so he's kind of struggling with the nuance of that. I think he's getting better. Right now, he's still going back and forth between uh, Forgotten Lands and Arceus, but he did try that for a bit. Okay. Uh, and he must have liked it because he got to like the third stage. He played it, I think, maybe three separate times. So he's been going back to it. Uh, he just he's starting to game hop like I do, which is interesting. Mm. I played more Spiritfarer, not enough to say much more about it, but it's interesting. You know, I I mentioned that Enya, uh, one of the gamer friends, had recommended it to me. And she was cracking up because I said how relaxing and peaceful it was. She was like, I full on ugly cried several times playing that game. (laughs) And I was like, what have I gotten myself into emotionally? What's going to happen? I'm scared to play it now. (laughs) Uh, So looking forward to uh, having those stories come up. For for those of you who are looking to not be depressed, maybe only play like the first hour or two of that game. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then... I played a new game that I've heard about before, but it just recently was given to us on PlayStation Plus, and I thought I would try it out on a humbug, and I got immediately hooked. Like, Mm. wow. Mm. It's called Slay the Spire. What do you know about it? I know the name, and I know what the cover art looks like, but that's about it. Fair enough. 
I heard that it was like a card game, and I'm not super into deck builders, but I mean, I always hear the people that do get into them really like them. And they're not all created equal. Um, some can be really complicated. Some can be simple. This is like a cross between, I mean, not that it already doesn't have roguelike tendencies, but it's like a cross between a roguelike and a deck builder if there is any difference at all to begin with. I, again, I don't, I don't play enough deck builders to be able to make that statement accurately, but essentially you start off as a single character and you can unlock three others and their play styles are wildly different. But the first one's simple enough to help you grasp the concept of the game. There's, I believe, four stages I could be wrong, could only be three, but I feel like there's four because I beat it like once and you start the run where you kind of see this map and there's these symbols and you can pick like which intersecting line you want to start and then kind of weave your way up to the top, which is the boss. And you have regular monster encounters. You have these question marks, which are like D&D or choose your own adventure style events like you run across a puddle reach in to see if you find gold and and then 25% chance you lose HP, right? Right. <laughs> um, and then you have elites, which are tougher bosses, but they give you better rewards. You have treasure chests and then you have a merchant where you can buy more cards or items that help you. And then you have campsites where you can improve the efficacy of your cards. Most cards can be upgraded one time, save for special exceptions, or you can heal and that's it. And just going into battle and then like seeing the cards spread out before you having so many moves that you can do, you know, strategically. Okay, I think he's going to attack this turn because you can see what they're about to do. I'll lay down some more defense. Cards get wiped, shuffled. Cards go back into your hand for the next turn. It's it's such an addicting formula. And I'm having such a great time just like going through and either getting absolutely demolished because I just had a bad run learning the enemies, learning the mechanics, learning the character, and then playing new characters and seeing how wildly different they play and just developing strategies over time and getting a little bit further each time. And this week I did kind of quote unquote roll soft credits on it because I beat the sequence of levels that they present you with one of the characters. Oh, okay. Then of course you have other game modes. You have like a daily challenge mode where they have a preset amount of like a deck of cards that you use and see if you can, how far you can get. And then you get, you know, compare with other people via leaderboards. You have additional game modes you can get for beating the game where you increase, like you add modifiers to increase the difficulty, maybe like the frequency that tougher enemies show up. Um, and then you have a custom mode, which I'm in the middle of playing a custom game now where you can just do a, ton of different rules that either benefit you or work against you and then you set you set your custom game up with your custom rules and you lock yourself out of leaderboards and achievements but it's a fun way to learn the game because if you're really interested in certain types of cards or special abilities or items you can set parameters where you're more likely to get those things and then you can use them during the run and it'll help you develop strategies mm. and i set a rule where i would just continuously play donkey kong style where if i finish the last level i loop back to the first level and it and they just add in more detriments like the enemies will have more health or do more damage and i'm just seeing how many times i can loop through until i finally get taken out and so far i feel like i might have locked myself into an endless run because <laughs> i just got the right combination of power like i almost got bodied uh -huh. once i was down to one hp in a Bang. boss battle and i was like well this is it and i somehow eked it out impressive yeah, all, all that to say that if you haven't played it by now, and it's been out for a bit, or you've heard things and never got around to trying it, I think it's worth it, full on, for sure, whether you get it through PlayStation Plus or have to buy it, because I doubt it's that expensive by now. But yeah, um, yeah. amazing, amazing game. Probably going in the list. Okay. The end of the year list. Yeah. All right. I have to make a special category for top indie game. Mm -hmm. Although, since it didn't come out this year, yeah. top indie game that didn't come out this year. Right. <laughs> the, the award for uh, top indie game that came out three years ago. <laughs> that was released by Humble that you got on PlayStation Plus. We're going to get very particular right. with Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> uh, but that about covers it, I think, for what we're playing then, because that's all the games I played. Let's get over to gaming news. Gaming news. Yeah, so Sony just announced today that they'll be having a state of play on June 2nd at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. It will last 30 minutes 
and it will show us sneak peeks at several games in development for PSVR 2 and mm. some other new game reveals. I'm not going to get my hopes up too high because, you know, when you do that, then they're just like, yeah, here's this and uh, here's this thing. And I know you want to hear about God of War, but I, yeah, I feel like they've already announced most of their big stuff, uh, although Nintendo in particular has been pulling out crazy surprises where yeah, they're like yeah. here's this really highly anticipated game also we're dropping it in a month what yeah <laughs> ridiculous i haven't seen playstation do that so much so i'm tempering my excitement for this state of play but i'll definitely be checking it out that's this upcoming wednesday so mm-hmm. uh, uh look forward to us talking about that next week they also announced that there's a god of war horizon zero dawn and gran turismo shows slash movies in development yeah which which we knew about the god of war one yeah yeah but they announced what platforms they're going to be on. So God of War is going to be is picked up by Amazon, Horizon picked up by Netflix, and Gran Turismo. They don't know if it's going to be a show or a movie, but they actually have requested uh, District Nine directors Neil Blomkoff. Uh that sounds right, but I'm not sure about the pronunciation of his last mm, name. Blomk. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I uh, y'all know how I feel about live action shows versions of video games where i'm just like you know they got the last of us coming out and i'm just like the game is the definitive way to appreciate and experience these like ips and i just i disagree you disagree i disagree you think that a god of war game or a god of war show will be better than the game no but i disagree with your use of the term definitive okay i feel like a decent IP, especially if handled well, can be translated into multiple medium and offer something unique to that medium. Mm-hmm. So while I agree with you that personally playing God of War is probably always going to be more fun than watching it, I don't think that that completely negates any kind of merit for a show and the potential enjoyment I'll have out of that. I actually think it'd be really cool just to watch a Last of Us 2 style property yeah. because I like that world and I like its characters. I think it would be kind of fun and neat to see a streamlined God of War narrative, especially if they bring the emotional weight that they've brought in the latest iteration and all of the baggage of the past. Maybe even start from the beginning, make him a real asshole, do a prequel Mm -hmm. like this guy sucks, and then watch him grow as a person like Jamie Lannister style and hopefully stick the landing better. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, to say that it's definitive, don't even try, I feel like really glosses over the merits that presenting these IPs and other mediums can actually provide. I mean, think about the companion books for Mass Effect. They're great. Mm -hmm. They're amazing. You know? Yeah, I hear that. Just for me, like in the interactivity of a video game is just like, Mwah. it's just, it's the bee's knees, man. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just tops. <laughs> I get you, old man. Uh, yeah. But for these kids out here, they they're gonna yeah they wanna they wanna just sit there and look at stuff. But I obviously I'm gonna watch these shows slash movies. Not the Gran Turismo. I give a fuck about Gran Turismo. Yeah. But I heard Halo sucks. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I heard there's a sex scene that Master Chief has sex in it. Oh, and I'm like Master Chief is too busy trying to kill the Covenant <laughs> to be fucking. Yeah, I, thought he was, <laughs> I thought he was asexual. And which what an what a wonderful opportunity to present Arrow a style personality in a show, but like really like explore it. But of course he's he's got to be fucking. Unless he found a way to have sex with Cortana, I don't want to see it. But you want to see that? Well, no. Well, either way, I still don't want to see it. But it's like that's the only thing that makes sense to me. That'd probably be like a demolition Cortana. style thing, where like he has to put on a helmet. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, but no, like everybody keeps taking off their helmet too. I heard, which is yeah. just feels weird. But also in combat situations where you can get shot. Mm. But I guess the actors just want to be seen in the show so bad. Take a cue from Carl Urban. Okay, yeah, Carl didn't Urban remove his helmet and dread once. That's integrity. Mm-hmm. I respect yeah, that guy. For sure. I hope he's not a problematic. I right. haven't heard anything. Every time I like venerate anybody that's famous, I'm like, I really hope they're not a problematic. Yeah. Please don't cancel us. We're not popular enough to be canceled, thank goodness. That's the double-edged sword to uh, the show taking off, is just knowing that like anything we say or do will then be scrutinized. Could be used and against be us in a court of law. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what else we got going on this week? The Bioshock collection is free on the Epic Game Store until June 2nd. I just want to bring that up because Bioshock games are just 
Like they're so good. And even Bioshock 2, which I consider to be the worst of the bunch, and I didn't really like it that much plot wise, like even a bad Bioshock game is still a good better than most games. Eh. Like I, I would say the same thing for Yakuza. Like Yakuza 3, I did not really enjoy the plot, but like I said, a bad Yakuza game is still it's pretty still a good fucking game. I played Bioshock One, like post its hey. It oh, okay. I think people derive from it enough that it didn't really surprise or engage me that much i didn't bother trying to play the other ones so oh but you didn't play infinite oh man i mean i tried it just got bored yeah it's okay. very boring to me don't hate me for that if you're a fan of bioshock <laughs> but i don't know i just, it just it's just not a series that really gripped me the way that it gripped everybody else mm-hmm. but yeah that's the cool thing about epic game store because they're like a newer platform that wants you to notice them senpai they're constantly giving out <laughs> free games they give out free games like every month right yeah i think so yeah yeah so yeah. definitely check them out we both saw this story this week sonic 06 yeah back on the xbox 360 marketplace yeah yeah inexplicably people hate on that game so hard but i enjoyed it when i played it what I enjoyed it when I played it. You're canceled right now. I'm canceled. You're care. problematic for that statement. No, I enjoyed that shit. I was like, oh, snap. Because I love Dragon what, what Ball. What were you, okay? like five when you played it? Sonic Dude, 6. Dude, I was like, I was 16. <laughs> okay, was well, 16 I'm going to take it. your 16-year-old opinion with a grain of salt. You are the same person that likes Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Annihilation, so. yes. I love it. Yeah, I'm pulling that card on you right now. Sonic 06? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yes. Are you kidding me? I that love that horrible. game. I don't know why. Like, it was buggy as shit, yeah. And, of course, he kisses a human, which is weird, but... It's extremely weird. <laughs> I don't know. They, they they got me with the uh, with the time-traveling telekinetic hedgehog. <laughs> I was okay. like, this is... I was like, this is Dragon Ball. That's Trunks. Period. <laughs> Dragon Ball and Sonic have been, like, sharing ideas for the longest time, and... I don't know. I just find it interesting and I like it. Well, the only question I have now is just how much Sonic fan fiction have you written and why? when can I read it, basically? Oh, I've written none, but I may start now. You should. <laughs> so be on the lookout for Sonic and the, I don't know what the fuck to call the subtitle. <laughs> make sure to make it inappropriately erotic because oh, that'll, yeah. that'll make it popular yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> in, in more serious news. <laughs> this week, I thought they had already won the right to unionize, but I guess that's not exactly the case, or I'm confusing them with another story. But Raven Software, which is a sub- subsidiary of Activision Blizzard, their QA team won through a 19 to 3 vote to the right to unionize. Sweet. And they are being touted as the first major U.S. video game union. Now, of course, there's a lot of news about how Activision Blizzard tried to stop them from being able to vote, splitting up the QA into separate units, going, oh, this doesn't represent enough people. The uh, National Labor Relations Board was like, nah, we're not going to let you do that. They're going to be able to vote, (laughs) which I thought (laughs) was great. And they also even recently said, or they confirmed that Activision Blizzard's denial of union busting was false and that they were actually actively threatening people not to unionize so they're being investigated for that which is interesting i just recently saw and i i hope that this is true because i they were a little bit more tentative about it in their original statement back in i think it was like around march xbox was saying or microsoft was saying you know if activision blizzard honors the union then we will but that's that's like saying Well, I mean, if Elon Musk starts paying his fair share of taxes, I will, you know. Right. But recently, Phil Spencer was quoted as saying that they will for sure honor the union after the acquisition. Now, for those of you who know a little bit more about unionizing the way it works, they still have a bit of a road to travel ahead because you still have to be able to agree on a contract. And companies have, can, and will continue to make that as a long and drawn out and complicated process as possible the silver lining here is that they may only need to wait out activision blizzard because post-acquisition as long as again they're walking their talk microsoft shouldn't be trying to make it as hard to to do a contract with raven so right we'll we'll see 
Honestly, I'm still a little bit skeptical. I don't trust any corporation at their word, to be honest. But uh, mm-hmm. it's being followed closely by yours and mine favorite video game journalist, Jason Schreier. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But that's excellent news, and I'm happy that this is picking up steam and inspiring others to do the same. Let's all unionize. Let's unite. Yeah, for real. Hell yeah. Anywhere we can. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation news. So PlayStation Plus Premium or whatever, it's coming out soon. They got a lot of info about it online. One thing that was revealed recently that I found of note, actually two things. The first, they've done this before and I think it's so dumb. PlayStation is putting up the PAL versions of the PS1 games on. Yeah. So for those who don't know, those are known as the slower versions because they have a 50 hertz refresh rate and only 25 frames per second versus the North American versions, which have 60 and 30 FPS. So what would the reasoning for this be? They're just not putting as much love and care into it as they should. I don't know. Like literally like just put the other version up. Yeah, the idea to use PAL versions was like universally criticized when the PlayStation 1 Classic came out. Yeah. Everybody's like, why? (laughs) You know, and they didn't really have an answer. And you figure they would have learned from the backlash on that. But nope. They're Mm -hmm. uh, maybe their in-house emulator. It's just easier to put games that are from the PAL versions onto it. I have no clue, man. That's weird, man. I don't know. It's so unnecessary. Do me right, Sony. Jesus. Now, on a positive spin for all you retro game lovers out there, It has been all but confirmed, I saw this on Polygon, that because we're seeing some of these games pop up on stores right now in different regions, players should be able to individually purchase any of the PS1 or PSP games that are on the subscription service when it goes live. So if you don't want to be a subscriber, but you really want to play Siphon Filter on your PS5, it sounds like you may be able to do that. All right. That's dope. Yeah. We like that. Yeah, there you go. There were a couple of things that we didn't talk about last week that I forgot. Oh, let me shoot back. Activision Blizzard. So (laughs) we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. And I'll link an article for those that are interested if it kind of flew way past your radar. But Activision Blizzard caught a lot of heat for an in-house developed diversity tool. I think King made it, which is their mobile subsidiary or whatever, Mm -hmm. that basically just puts everybody's diversity on like a one through five chart and you get so many points for being gender diverse or racially diverse. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you being black, that would make you a five or a a a five baby or a four. (laughs) I don't know if we're starting from like a cis head white male as this, like, cause I'm not diverse at all. I don't know. There was culture and age on there. Is a 60-year-old <laughs> get more points than a 20? The whole thing is so stupid. Yeah, I didn't know what I was looking at. Well, the funny thing is, is that one of the statements they made, and they took all the shit down. I went to their website, and they were like, due to some recent comments. Yeah, I bet. Mm. They definitely walked that stupid crap back. But one of the statements that they made was they were developing this tool in order to avoid tokenism. Mm. But I feel like it was just to algorithmically show that they've been diverse all along and like pull bits of diversity out of any character they ever create. It was very cynical and gross. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) moving on, uh, the other old story was Elden Ring outselling Call of Duty Vanguard. Not surprising. A little surprising. It's definitely the highest selling Mm -hmm. from software game of all time. And while Souls games have always been popular within the community, mainstream success I feel like they've always been just shy of it. They've been niche in their own right, Mm -hmm. mainly due to the gatekeeping nature of the difficulty of the games. But Elden Ring seems to have surpassed that. I mean, I'm anecdotal evidence of that. But to outsell the most recent Call of Duty game, that's impressive, in my opinion. Yeah, I haven't heard anything good about Vanguard, honestly. I mean, that's fair. But even even if the game itself sucks... The game that comes out after the game that everybody liked, usually by association, will still sell really well, even if it's not received Mm -hmm. well critically. It's the game after the bad game that sells worse, right? Right. I don't think I can overstate that this is a pretty monumental achievement for From Software and just for games in general that we had the shift. Now... You could argue that neither of these games are your cup of tea and who cares, but uh, I think... 
This is just one of the many little pieces of evidence that Elden Ring somehow cracked some sort of formula that made them yeah. more welcoming to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. And it's it's garnered more mainstream appeal. Yeah. I can only speak from personal experience. I mean, we have some empirical data to look at, but as far as an antidote, I love it. And I'm completely surprised by that. And I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I can't stop I'm watching so videos about it. I'm so it, glad you it. love it. Yeah, and I want you to love it too, but I'm not going to be annoying about it like other From Software fans are. Yeah. Maybe one day I get you into it by like giving you maybe like a path to kind of get in there a little easier other than like getting mobbed by a bunch of imps in a catacombs. Yeah, fuck those imps. <laughs> they suck. The hardest enemies. <laughs> Just kidding. But even if not, you know, it, it's great that, you know, more people have been able to, to enjoy that formula because... On the outside looking in, there were a lot of things about the Soulsborne games that I did really like. And I know you do too, like the art Mm -hmm. and the creativity, some of the design aspects of it and the community. But it was just tough for us to kind of crack that egg to now finally be on the other side of that. It feels really good. So I'm I'm glad that I'm not the only one that that happened to. So good. Last news story. I just thought this was funny. Kotaku recently released an article that I think was inspired by the delay of Redfall and Starfield. The title that they tweeted out was, After years of hype, the Xbox Game Pass burnout is here. Mm. And I did, in fairness, read the article because that's not really what the story is about. But the article itself just talks about how like some high profile people on Twitter have talked about how they're just unsubscribing and waiting because they're not getting enough first-party AAA titles or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're, they're just bored with the service and it's got nothing to offer them. What I thought was funny is the immediate clapback from the Xbox Game Pass Twitter, <laughs> which mm-hmm. says, tell me you limit yourself to only AAA games without telling me you limit yourself to only AAA games. Mm-hmm. Oof. Beautiful. <laughs> and it's true like their indie games and the rotation of them are amazing and there's been so many good games i've played on there now i'm not knocking anybody that cancels it intermittently i know that you employ that strategy and i totally get it and yeah. honestly i probably should because there are definitely large swaths of time where i'm just leading into one of my other consoles but from the frame of mind of somebody who maybe just uses just one or two consoles I feel like having a continuous subscription isn't a bad idea because you've always got something to dive into. While this delay kind of shows that there's a bit more of a gap in first-party titles, we have talked about this recently, I still feel like they're picking up enough steam and with recent acquisitions, it's going somewhere. And personally, even though I've only been a Game Pass subscriber for about a year now, maybe a little bit less, I can't remember exactly when I got my Series X last year, but I've really really enjoyed it, you know? So Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. It's a good value. I don't know if I really want to take a corporation side when it dunks on a journalist, but I did. That was funny. <laughs> I got to admit. <laughs> yeah. So please don't make me a problematic by siding with the corporation because I'm not siding with them. I just I thought that was objectively funny. Right. He, uh, he recognizes on, a good man. burn. I recognize That's a good it. burn. And stop treating indies like they're not just as enjoyable, if not better than AAAs. Just because of they that AAAs have a budget and they have more marketing, they have more resources, does not mean that indies do not often stand shoulder to shoulder with them, because they do. Mm -hmm. There are so many indies out there that are not only just as good as AAA, they're honestly better than a lot of AAA games. So, yeah. And this is coming from somebody who plays quite a few AAA games. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, indies, they're here to stay, and thank goodness for them, because I feel like, that's the last bastion of protected creativity is yeah. when you go to indies. That's where all the ideas come. And a lot of them get lifted. You know what I mean? And that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But w- without them, I feel like it'd be a, a much more boring landscape in the gaming community. So Yeah, for sure. Woo! That is it for gaming news. Now we have a listener question this week. Legacy fan, Ron B. Oh. <laughs> Ron told us a very sad tale this week told me my PS5 fell victim to a power surge, even though it was plugged into a surge protector. As you can imagine, I'm likely facing a costly repair or replacement since I'm out of warranty. I don't even want to think about going on a PS5 hunt again. Yeah. Inspired by that situation, and our heart goes out to you, Ron. That sucks, man. That really does. Uh, But his question this week, 
I'd like to know if you guys have had a gamer nightmare scenario like this. Yes, we have. Yeah. I have a few stories. How many stories do you have? Uh, I've got a couple. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's go back and forth. Let's trade them. Let me let me do one first. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Halloween. 2000 and in between 2003 and 2010. I don't remember what year. I had a PS2, so probably early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I am the designated guy in our house. I got roommates because I'm young. And I'm the designated guy in our house to hand out candy for Halloween. While I'm waiting for kids to knock on the door, I am watching TV. And I think I'm about to pop in a DVD. So I open the DVD tray which is sitting below my TV and above my TV on top. Cause it's an old CRT. So it can right. fit was my PS2. Okay. <sighs> the perfect place. <laughs> yeah. The, the perfect place. Mm-hmm. The doorbell rings and in a rush to get to the door fast enough to give them candy before they toilet paper and egg or house. My foot hooks the dangling cord of the PlayStation two controller yanks the fat boy PS2 off the top of my CRT. The PS2 then proceeds to crash down and bang into the open disc tray of my DVD player. No. Uh, now, you're probably wondering, you had a PS2. Why did you have a DVD player? Well, if you had a PS2 back in the day, you know why. Because it was shit at playing DVDs. Especially dual-layer <laughs> DVDs. So I freak out for half a second, realizing that there are sweet, innocent children wanting candy at my front door. So I put all my hurt and rage on the inside like a true man. And I walked, <laughs> I walked to the front door. And I passed out the candy, smiling. Take the goddamn candy. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back to discover through testing that I simultaneously broke both my PS2 and my DVD player. Damn they were both it. non-responsive. Damn it, Michael. That's terrible. I worked at Walmart at the time. I made maybe like seven something an hour. And Oof. I was very sad. And I was oh, not going to replace those things anytime soon. So now you go. Okay. I've got a (laughs) PS2 related story. I had a PS2 slim, obviously early two thousands. And whenever I would go over my father's house, I have four siblings, three brothers and one sister that live with my father. So Mm -hmm. I'd always bring my PS2 over there and we'd play Tekken and crash bandicoot and all the, all that fun shit. One day I left my PS2 in the room with my siblings it was working. I walked out. I came back. Then my PS2 didn't work anymore. <laughs> and I have no idea till this day what happened. They put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. They to play <laughs> I don't know graphics. if they were like walking on it or like just, I don't know, throwing it around Spitting the room. Like I know it. they weren't. Yeah, I know they weren't doing anything crazy, but I was like, this worked when I left the room. Like what? what Maybe what they happened? said something really mean to it. My PS2 uh, was very sensitive. Yeah, yeah, the slam. They were like, "You're not thick enough." <laughs> and he, he was like, "Oh yeah, boy. yeah." It was that booty back, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah, I didn't. My PS2 didn't work, and that was very, very Rough. unfortunate. So I had to wait to get another one because obviously I was. Mm, it's probably like 15 or 14. Didn't have a job. Didn't get any allowance, man. Except for the play. the lunch money that I would save. <laughs> I was supposed to be buying lunch with. <laughs> Did you ever do that? Get lunch money and then just pocket it? We were poor enough to have free lunch program. I never got lunch money. Oh, I had moist. a lunch card that was punched, and if I forgot to bring it, I didn't eat lunch. Damn. I could eat lunch if I forgot my lunch card, but they would force the kid who forgot their lunch card to wait until everybody got lunch, and then you'd have like two minutes to eat your lunch, and it was humiliating. So if That's I forgot my up. lunch card, I never... Yeah, man, we don't treat okay. poor people too well in this country, to be honest. Oh, sorry, sorry, didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, it's good. fine. Proud to be an American. Mm, for at least not I really. know I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a more topical gamer story that happened to me that also relates to my PS5. Oh, I was okay. playing Elden Ring. I was dropping down a series of branches in a, you know, one of their mining dungeons. I stopped. And my character just full on started walking left right off the edge and killed me. Oh, damn. And then I restarted. And then every time I would press right, it would start to kind of judder like it was trying to go left. And when I left the stick neutral, it would walk left for like a second. 
drift. Damn. Aggressive drift. <laughs> and I did the thing where you get the isopropyl alcohol and I like moved the stick around and tried to rub it, you know, where I could. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to open my controller because I'm not that proficient with the newer one because it seems like you have to like pop it open. There's no screws like the older yeah. controllers. Mm-hmm. I'm much more comfortable in opening a PS2 controller than a PS5, <laughs> let's just say. Yeah. And I looked online, of course, there are issues with drift because they're still making controllers with bad stick technology, even though they know it's going to be an issue. And of course, Sony, just like Nintendo, is part of a class action lawsuit for drift. Mm. And they will, because I I went to the PlayStation website and my serial number was almost rubbed off because it's not a sticker. It's just like printed onto the PlayStation. But I hold this controller a lot. And so one of my fingers had almost rubbed off the serial number. In order to actually see it, I had to use the 10 times zoom function on my phone camera. I enter in the uh, serial number and it looks like I'm okay to send it back and they're going to fix it for me. But I have to pay for shipping and box it myself. Damn. How much is shipping? I don't know. I haven't looked into it yet, but I imagine it'll be however much it takes to ship a a box that I can fit my PS5 controller in and then how much the PS5 controller weighs, which it's it's not how much. Are you shipping it within the U.S.? I believe so. Oh, it should only it should be like maybe five, five or six bucks. Well, not crazy. Five or six bucks too. five or six bucks. Yeah. Damn it. That's my pay for my shipping, Sony. You should you should pay. Nintendo paid for the shipping when I sent it, and and they're starting to drift again too. Of course, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Anyways, uh, you got another story? Yeah, uh, this one is a more classic tale that anyone that has gamed in the last fifteen years probably will have experienced. I had an Xbox 360, the base white model. Oh God, it was beautiful. Yes. It was <laughs> congratulations on your white model. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, how old was I? Sixteen. I was about sixteen, still in high school, and I come home one day after a long day of not learning anything, and I turn on my Xbox 360, and the dreaded red ring of death. Mm. I had heard things, but I had not seen it for myself. And when it mm. happened, I was just like, no. Let me tell you something about me. I hate now, to this day, I hate being on the phone with any type of customer service, anything. But when I oh, tell yeah. you I was on that goddamn phone so fast, <laughs> yeah. I did that thing. I was on the phone for maybe an hour trying to figure it out because I'm 16. I don't fucking know anything. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like, okay, so I got to I gotta ship it. I got to wait for mom to get home so I can figure out how to do all that. I ended up shipping it out to Microsoft and I didn't have an Xbox for like a month, which is like just Mm -hmm. the worst. And I got it back and it worked and it was great. But that month without an Xbox 360 was just ridiculous. I forget what I was playing at the time. It was probably might have been like Mass Effect or something like that. Yeah, I got a couple of 360 stories myself to kind of cap this off. Uh, And one does involve uh, something similar. So my second 360 that I had, I used to take with me to work. When I was Mm. younger, this is around the time that I got married, or actually not got married, well, met my wife, I should say. Okay. I was working for a company that takes care of adults with disabilities. So this Mm. could range from, you know, like Prater Willie to schizophrenia to like, you know, behavior issues to, you know, any any number of things. Mm -hmm. And I was bringing my Xbox with me to work as an incentive because one of the guys I was watching during my shift, he was trying to get his GED, but he was lacking like motivation to study for it. So I bribed him by saying, hey, we, we can play Xbox together if you want for like an hour if you study for an hour. It's like an exchange thing, right? Right. And we were in a house, like the way that they set up this company, the people in the houses, there was an employee and two guys living in a double on the other side, and we're on this side, right? So we can, the, the doors open, we'd often visit each other. My guy wanted to go out and get cigarettes, and I have mm. to drive him because, you know, he can't drive. So I was like, yeah, man. I'm thinking the, the other employees here, we're going to lock the door. It's all good. I left my Xbox and my stuff there. We drive out to get cigarettes. We get back. My bag is gone. Mm. Both got a war games because we had a PS2, so we were playing that sometimes. My Mass Effect games, my Xbox, oh, my glasses, no. like everything was gone. No. And I went next door and the other employee was like acting like he didn't know what happened. And I talked to the guys that live next door, the, the guys with special needs, and I know them and I know they didn't take it. And they even right. offered to let me search their stuff. 
I mean, there wasn't really much to search through because these guys don't have a lot. You know what I mean? And I'm like, exactly. dude, don't even worry about it. I'm pretty sure that other employee stole it and put it in his car, but I can't, I couldn't prove it. And yeah, I yeah. even went to like my boss about it and they were not sympathetic. <laughs> And you got to understand, again, I was not making much money. Doing the good work does not make you rich in this country. It does not. So it was like maybe a week and a half of salary to replace it. It was horrible. It was really horrible. Please don't steal from poor people, guys. Like, Mm -hmm. if I mean, if you're going to (laughs) steal. Steal from the rich. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if uh, I'm not encouraging people to steal from me, but I, Mm -hmm. man. Hitting me up now would hurt a lot less than it did back then. It really sucked. So that that sucked. Uh, My first ever Xbox, my sister actually bought me for Christmas one year, and she was smart enough to get the warranty. I usually skip those because I'm like, I take care of my stuff. It's fine. Right. But red ring of death, right? Mm -hmm. So we we used to go on a cabin trip every year, me and my friends, to uh, Gatlinburg in Tennessee. It's like all the the mountains and the cabins and skiing and all that shit. And I brought my Xbox with me. I'm jamming out on rock band. I'm impressing my friends. Like, wow, you're really good. I'm like, I know. (laughs) And then it just, it just (laughs) crashes. And when I try to boot it back up, red rings and nobody there was a gamer, but me. So I was like, red rings. Mm -hmm. You were shredding too goddamn hard. (laughs) Right. And they're like, what's wrong? Maybe it was the elevation. I don't know. They were like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's, it's dead. And they're like, oh, Okay, that sucks, okay, man. Cool. Moving well, at least on. We can watch this show now. Yeah, and uh, I I got zero sympathy, but I was like, um, I was on the verge of tears. I was like, no. <laughs> but because I had a warranty, I was able to take it back to Best Buy where my sister bought it, and this older lady was there, and she's like, "Do you have the original top to this Xbox?" As I added a hard drive to it, and I was like, "No." She's like, "Well, where is it?" And I was like, "It's probably history." I mean, I put the approved hard drive on there to add memory to it look i have a warranty i just want to get this thing traded in and like one of the guys from the geek squad came up and she like relayed my story to him but she like did it sarcastically and he's like oh where's the the original top and she looks at him like it's history i'm like (laughs) i said i said i said (laughs) just kidding i was mad though and he was cooler. He was like, ah, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Um, you got the warranty, right. right? We'll give you one of those new boys that doesn't red ring. And uh, everything was fine. So that worked out a little bit better than the stolen Xbox. But do you know what was causing the red rings originally? Uh, I think it was just overheating. Heat sink. So yeah. either they didn't have one or the one they had was bad. But the CPU would heat up and without the proper heat sink, it would red ring. People were actually fixing red ringing by just taping pennies to their CPUs inside the uh, Xbox. That's funny. That's all it took. Mm, mm, mm. It was such an avoidable issue. Some copper. Thinking about my sister who bought me a 360, and then I remembered that my mom, I told the story before on the show, bought me a PS2. And then I realized, oh shit, my girlfriend in high school, uh, my sophomore year, she bought me a PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. The important women in my life, they're buying me consoles. And, and and now I just have one question. This is directly to my wife. Wife, why you know buy me console? <laughs> Everybody else why has. You? Right. Get with it. Come on. Where's my console? Buy it. Come on, wifey. Buy it. Although shit. it hits different when your wife buys something for you because it's, it's y'all's money. You're right. <laughs> I remember uh, my wife got me towed. We were engaged. And she's like, you can park here. We park here all the time. And I was like, okay. And then I, I got towed. And she's like, right. I'll pay you back the money. And all I was thinking is we're getting married in a month. Your money is my money. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a sweet yeah. gesture, though. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that about covers it, unless you had any other stories. Uh, no, that's that's it, man. I've been okay. pretty fortunate to not have any systems stolen or broken the amount of times that you have. It hurts, man. It really hurts your feelings. It really does. Mm-hmm. It cuts deep for a gamer. And my heart no. goes out to anybody else who's gone through similar things. Well, yeah. Well, now that we're done with our listener question, I just got one question, Mike. What, pray tell, are you feeling? What I'm feeling this week. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm feeling? Pokeballs. Pokeballs? No, not Pokeballs. No. Pokeballs. Yeah. You are like... <laughs> I don't know. You know, rice and sashimi or raw fish and mm-hmm. you know, like all the, the fixins, edamame or avocado yum, or yum. sesame seeds, blah, 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 yum, sauce. Yum. I noticed that they actually sell sushi grade tuna at my local supermarket that we buy from Aldi's, actually. They sell it. Oh, wow. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Oh. 
it's really good too. I mean, for being landlocked, it's hard to kind of find many places that will sell sushi grade tuna, especially like a non-specialty local grocery store. Right. And so now like every week, because they're, you know, it's pretty affordable stuff. I've just been making poke for myself. I mean, you can marinate the meat in a simple mixture of like red pepper flakes, sesame seeds, soy sauce, and sesame oil. Mm -hmm. Or a variation if you want, but I find that's the most like, because those are all staples here at the house. So I always have that stuff on hand. Right. A little bit of rice, some avocado, kimchi, edamame, anything that's like laying around. And I'm, my lunches lately have hmm. been great. So nice. I'm feeling making my own poke bowls lately and I've, I've never been happier for it. Oh, I'm happy for you, man. Yeah. 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 Poke. Poke me. 100 episodes. We end it with sad stories and poke. Yes, that's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, like I said, I uh, wanted to do something special for the 100th episode. So sometime in the middle of this upcoming week, I'm going to try to release a bonus episode that contains outtakes from pretty much the last year of recording. It's something we've been offering to our patrons on the lowercase g gamer level, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'd have to go look at our Patreon Patreon because I don't even remember anymore. But we don't have any patrons on that level, so no one's really been listening to the outtakes. <laughs> so I figured I'd go ahead and declassify those bad boys in their own episode. So look for a bonus episode if you just want to listen to us talk nonsense out of context for an hour or so. I think that's pretty much what it's yeah. going to be. It's going to be a lot of stupid crap, a lot of singing, a lot of us talking to our kids because they interrupted us recording. Yeah. A lot of random, like you think we do tangents and sidebars now. Oh, Ooh, yeah, boy. You crazy. We didn't start <laughs> recording until like 45 minutes after we started talking to each other today. Or yeah, something we, like we that. Didn't, like, we didn't start the show until 45 yeah. minutes after we started recording. You're right about right. that. Yeah, we do that all the time. So, but yeah, I think that is a show. So thank you so much, guys, for the hanging Ooh. out with us for the hundredth episode. Woo woo! I wish there was yeah. more pop and circumstance. Maybe in the two hundredth, we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Uh, but uh, stick around. We're gonna give it up for our sponsor, and we'll be back to close it out. And we're back. You may be feeling a little celebratory. It's the hundredth episode. You want? Mm. You're wondering how can we support Player Two? Mm. There's a few ways. One of the major ways you can support an independently owned business by my very good friend, Full Metal Merc. Mm. He's got the gamer. He's got the goodies. He's got the more. So if you're interested, he's going to tell you how to get hooked up. So you guys can check out my eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. I sell everything from vintage to recent releases. I sell vintage toys newer toys electronics books comics music just it's just anything anything and everything is on there if you're interested uh, i'm on instagram at gamer goodies more and twitter at goodies underscore more and i'm also at the peddler's mall in indianapolis indiana at 7803 east washington street 46219 Check me out June 1st going forward. I will be in there just about full time. So you'll be able to deal with me and pay me your money instead of taking it up to the counter and having to deal with the line. You'll be able to deal directly with me and it's going to be awesome and I can make deals and you can see all the cool shit that I got because I've got so much stuff that's like in my inventory that's not at my flea market booth. But now all of my inventory will be there. So. That's going to be exciting to set up and just make look cool and look like my have my own little actual store. It's going to be cool. Yeah. And this week, are you starting on Monday or Tuesday? Because Tuesday is technically June. Uh, it'll be Tuesday. So this week, starting on Tuesday, Fuck, you're Tuesday. holding Ooh, quicker than you're that. holding day hours and you don't have yeah. specific hours yet. I don't have specific there. hours. No. Yeah. Okay. I will be there, though. So dice roll. If you pop up sometime mm -hmm. during the day, you might be able to catch him live and in person. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I'm out of going Charles, baby. Yeah, that's right. I'm looking forward to checking it out. I think it's going to be a really cool turn for the store. And if you're looking forward to checking us out, don't forget, we upload new episodes to our hub at anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod every single Sunday. 
But our podcast is also available on other platforms, including Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can find us on the social medias, TikTok.com slash Player 2 is under the pod, Facebook.com slash Player 2 is under the pod, YouTube.com slash Player 2 is under the podcast. Subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, like, share, talk about it. We would appreciate it. We're not doing a whole lot on social media lately, but we've got a robust amount of back catalog content you can check out. And who knows? We'll pick it up hopefully shortly soon. Great way to support us for free. If you want to support us for fee, you can do that at patreon.com slash player two is near the pod. Like our good friend, Jordan. Thank you so much, sir. We appreciate you each and every month. Contact us via social media or email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. If you have listener questions, guest suggestions, feedback, etc maybe you want to be on the show no prerequisite for that we have fans on the show all the time just to hang Mm -hmm. out and chat games with us we are a very casual open format for that uh so yeah i think uh i think that's the show all right right. great episode yeah yeah very chill very laid back lots to talk about and hopefully we will continue that trend for the next hundred episodes i've learned a lot these past hundred episodes i don't know about Mm -hmm. you no same a whole lot same Every week is something new. Yep. Yep. Hope to learn a whole lot more. All right. For those who came out to listen to us this week, we appreciate you. We love you. And we will hope to see you next week. Take care. Peace.